The Grain Knocker Podcast is an entertainment and educational podcast to help make you a better builder. We do have company guests and professional peers that do not pay to be on the show. So I encourage you to do your homework before you do your next build or buy your next product. And this is a shop style podcast. So even though we like to think of ourselves as a family friendly podcast, listener discretion is advised. Another episode of Grain Knockers is coming right now. Hey, I'm Jamie. And I'm Justin. And we're from Jessam Tool Company. And we are Grain Knocker Nation. Grain Knocker Nation! Great Knocker Nation, welcome back to Season 3. The wait is over. We have an episode coming right now. Uh, special guest, Jessam Tools, will join us in a second. If you're not subscribed on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, or any other of your listening apps, please subscribe now. That would help out a lot. Uh, if you're not following us on Instagram, follow us at Gray Knockers. That way you're caught up to date with episode releases and giveaways that we do. Uh, we will do a product spotlight here in a second, and we will also do the featured maker. After that, Jessam Tools will join us. Let's dive right in. This is season three of Grain Knockers. All right, today's product spotlight goes out to Starbond Gap Filler Thick CA Glue. It's a high-performance industrial-grade adhesive. Thick CA is used to fill voids and gaps in wood. I've used this a bunch in my shop, and at first I didn't have success, but then after multiple attempts to figure out the correct way to use it, I love it, and I use it all the time to fill voids in live-edge slabs, in tabletops, anything with a little bit of a void that needs to be corrected. Instead of the long time of using epoxy this glue knocks it out it comes in multiple colors multiple thicknesses and when used with the star bond aerosol accelerator it literally can be sandable in seconds check this out it's star bond gap filler thick ca glue it is today's product spotlight all right, today's feature maker goes out to a guy named Frank. He is an unbelievable craftsman. Bottom line, hands down, this is someone you must go follow. His handle is Carpenter1 number three. So it's Carpenter, the word one, and then the number three. Carpenter13. Frank is an amazing guy. If you ever have questions, you can you can definitely message him. He'll message you back. And he does stories every day showing you tips and tricks on everything. On literally everything. On tools, on projects, on materials. Frank is a must follow he should have half a million followers i think he's about fifteen thousand right now but he grew pretty fast and uh you have to go follow him his frank at carpenter one three is today's featured maker make sure you do not miss out one day of this guy's stuff he's a great follow he is our today's featured maker Great Knocker Nation, uh, pretty pumped to have Jessam Tool Company in the house today. We're going to talk a little bit about what they offer the woodworking community. They're kind of new to my shop, but uh, I can tell you that the tools and the stuff that they make are uh, some high quality stuff. And we'll get into how it's going to help you if you uh, decide to look their direction. We're also going to talk about, you know, the router lifts that they basically invented in 1999. I'm actually going to read you a quote from their website. If you go to their website, it says, one of the first things you'll see is, when we invented the router lift in 1999, little did we know it would create a whole new category in woodworking, and it would be credited as one of the top innovations in our industry in the last 25 years. 
Since we invented the category, we are determined to build the best quality products available. You can also find a lot of other stuff on their website, and I'll get into that. But I have two guys from Jessam joining us to speak about their company, what they do there, and the products, and how they can help. Uh, we have Jamie, who is the social media marketing manager, and we have Justin, the sales and marketing director. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for joining us. I know Jamie, you're 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 not going to be talking as much as Justin, but you still wanted to partake. So welcome. Uh, thanks for joining the Gray Knockers. Yeah, thanks for having. Thanks us. for having us, Bill. All right. So first, I have to just throw this out there. I've known of Jessam for a long time. One of my best friends has uh, your lift. It's the decked out lift. And I've always known about you, but I've never seen like a huge presence from you guys on Instagram. And that's like where, what I do most of my stuff. Lately, you guys have been killing it on Instagram. Talk a little bit about um, each of your roles and how the presence on Instagram has been important to you guys at Jessam. Yeah, so uh, this is Justin, actually. So um, I've been here uh, for eight years in the company. Um, it's a it's a family grown company. Um, the owner started as his wife works here, his daughters work here, his son works here, he even has his parents work here. So I mean, over the last eight years, like we've sort of been growing uh, as a company. And uh, one thing that uh, we've been really trying to push is social media. However, it was either myself or his son that was able to do it. And um, his son does the machining aspect. Um, he just finished his Red Seal apprenticeship uh, with machining. So. Um, he's busy with that and I'm busy with the dealers and customers and dealing with, uh, things like that. So we never really had an opportunity to, to sort of push Instagram and push social media. So, um, we sort of sat down myself, Darren and DJ and, and, uh, we're like, we need to get someone hired. We need to get someone focused on this because sort of social media is what's pushing the industry nowadays. So yeah, we, we put it out as, uh, for a job application and, um, we ended up coming across a couple and, uh, Jamie sort of fit in perfectly as soon as we had the interview with Jamie, uh, uh, we knew right then and there we found our guy for uh, for social media. So very nice, Jamie. How did it feel jumping into a uh, industry leading company and heading charge with the social media? It had to have been maybe a little intimidating at first, but maybe not with a company as well known as Jessam. No, you know I'm really uh, happy and proud to work for this company. I like that it's uh, kind of a, a family uh, owned company and. Everyone I work for is really awesome, easy to get along with, and I really like what I'm doing here. You know, I've only been here about three months so far, but I, just, I think I fit in pretty well. And uh, I'm kind of in charge of, like Justin said, social media channels. Uh, I do website updates. I do graphic design projects. Um, I do product photography, lots of different kind of creative projects. So it's what I enjoy doing. I also have a little bit of background with uh, woodworking. I worked um, kind of in a parts department of a woodworking company a few years back. So it all kind of tied together to uh, make a good fit for me here. Well, you're doing a great job. The presence uh, of Jessam now on Instagram is felt. You're just reaching a lot of people. I'm sure that's what the goal is, but <laughs> I just had to say you're doing a good job because I didn't see much of it before and I'm glad to see a lot of it now. Now, you guys both covered a lot or a little bit about the company. Uh, is there anything about the company that besides being family owned and besides being you know, a leader in the router lift game and the inventor, is there anything about the company that uh, maybe people don't know they should? Um, surprisingly, actually, we get a lot of questions about how the owner came up with the, the name Jessam. Oh. And uh, actually, surprisingly, it's when uh, when he started the company um, back in 1999, he uh, he actually had twin daughters uh, named Jessica and Emily. And uh, he sort of when he was coming up with the name, he sort of just combined both of them. Uh, so we get a lot of emails or 
emails about different things, and then someone will throw in the the one line being like, what does Jessam stand for? Like, where did he get that? But that's, it is Jessica and Emily and twin daughters. So um, that's sort of a, a kind of a cool thing um, to come up with a name. Uh, you don't see it very often in, in any businesses or whatever, but when you do, it's kind of neat to, to see that uh, that kind of finish. Do you guys have any, like, cool company outings where, you know, stuff happens you can't talk about? I mean, you said it's a family-friendly environment. I mean, it's got to be a relaxed feel, yet professional, or? Um, it's a really good atmosphere to be here and to work here. Um, everyone comes in, they, they work hard. We all have the same sort of goals, and uh, we want to get all the product done, make high-quality products for all the customers and stuff. Um, when it comes to outings, we, we really don't have a whole lot, actually. Um, where we're sort of located, I mean, we're about an hour north of Toronto in Canada. And, uh, I mean, the closest thing you can do is head down to the city and uh, check out a Toronto Maple Leafs game or um, a different sporting event. And, I mean, nobody wants to check out a Toronto Maple Leafs game, let's be honest here. Um, <laughs> tickets, I mean, for that are, are very expensive. So, I mean, for us to do something like that, it's, it's, it's thousands and thousands of dollars to do something like that. But... I know a lot of guys like to hunt and stuff around here, and they're big fishermen and outdoorsmen up here. Um, so some of the guys get together from time to time and do things like that. We do go out and play hockey, so we do rent the ice up here, and uh, we all get together and, and play some hockey every so often. Um, I just had a, a new uh, – my son was born about a year ago, so I haven't been able to get out and play much hockey. But, uh, I'm yeah, that's sort of what we, we sort of do around here. But. I mean, everyone, it's just a good environment. Everyone comes to work and every, nobody gets, nobody has any issues with anybody here. And we're all sort of laughing and joking, but I mean, you know, when to buckle down and get things done and get things accomplished. So I think my boys over at Fuji Spray Systems would say that people care about uh, the hockey team. Do oh, yeah. Care? Like yeah. hockey is huge here in Canada. Absolutely huge in Canada. So, so I'm in Chicago. I don't know if you guys knew that, but uh, I'm a Blackhawks fan and uh, things have been tough. We went from Dynasty to Black Who? You know, it's like uh, not good around here. I actually, I actually don't want to talk to you. I mean, I'm a Philadelphia Flyers fan. You guys beat us out in game six or whatever. <laughs> so that was a great only Kane <laughs> knew still it still sort of sits bad in my mind. So. All right, so in 2020, guys, what is the goal for Jessam? What is, what's the mission statement in 2020 for Jessam? As of uh, this uh, coming year, we're actually going to be launching a brand new uh, Master Fence 3, um, which is all 100% made in-house, um, as well as we do have a micro-adjuster now, which uh, will allow the customer to push their, um, their fence a little bit to uh, 150, or 1 and 512 of an inch forward so that they can continue to do their perfect, uh, accurate cuts um, so we're really excited about this. Um, our Master Fence 2 is currently being made in China, and um, we've we've been wanting to bring this back for a while. So it's been sort of about a six-month project, and uh, now we're finally happy to say that we uh, will have it released. Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. Is all products made in-house now once that comes back, or is there still some stuff that is made elsewhere? Um, so we do have uh, some of our plastic components. We uh, Plastic is really hard to source here in North America unless you have a plastic injection molding machine. It's very hard to uh, to get plastic made at a reasonable price. So we do have a couple things, and it's mostly like end caps. Um, our, our insert rings are made in China. Uh, we have feather boards that are made in China. And we have one steel stand, um, which is still a good quality stand. Um, so we, we still have that made. Other than that, the fence was sort of the last main tool that we uh, are bringing back. And uh, we're really happy about it. So Okay, so now let's uh, dive into what you guys are known for, your bread and butter, and that's uh, the router lift. And being the pioneers of the router lift, why isn't it an asset for a woodworker 
to consider a router system or a router lift? Yeah, so uh, I guess the, the whole source about having a router lift or the best thing about having a router lift is that you can set up your fence so that you know that your cuts are going to be 100% perfect as you're doing it. By doing it all by hand, by using the router motors, using your hands, it's hard to get your finishes exactly perfect, where if you set up a fence, set up it on a nice flat surface where all you have to do is guide it across and let the router bit do the work, um, you're going to get a lot better finish, a lot nicer, cleaner sort of look at it. It just it, it just makes more sense, and it's it doesn't take up much room in your wood shop. And uh, it's it's just it's an added bonus just to have it as a I mean people use routers and many different finishes in their projects and stuff so um, by having a lift and having it on the table you more or less just raise the bit to where you need turn it on run your piece of wood through or your stock through and you're uh, you're good to go you're finished so that's all it is yeah I noticed uh, with mine I gain more speed like I'm more productive things go faster mm-hmm. instead yep. of taking p- the piece by piece clamping it down. And then, you know, hand routing, it's so much easier to take your piece over to the router table and just zip it across. At least that's one thing that I've noticed. Uh, no, exactly. And that's that's one of the big assets to, to having a router lift. And, and like I said, it doesn't take up much room in your wood shop. You can roll it out of the way um, or you can put it at the end of your extension wing if you have a nice table saw or something like that. Okay, so when we break down the router lift in your system, what are some of the key components of the lift and what makes specifically a Jessam lift the go-to system to have? Um, yeah, so with our router lifts, um, when the owner invented this, he was actually uh, at a trade show for another product. And on his way home, um, it really wasn't the best trade show. Um, this is going back right at the beginning of the company. And uh, he sort of was on a flight home, and he didn't know what to do or where the company was going to go. And he sort of just thought, hmm, why not take a router and just flip it sort of upside down on a lift and sort of allow it to... You, to be able to do bit changes and stuff and, and raise it to where height you need it to. Um, so, I mean, when he, he went back home and he started designing it up, and um, some of the main features that we have on our lifts are we have a locking mechanism. Um, now, I know a lot of other companies have locking mechanisms, but what our lifts have that stand out from the rest are we sort of have a patented uh, clamping block. So there's four clamping blocks on our lifts, and what it does is it actually will um, squeeze the actual router motor um, so you set it to the blocks to fit the router motor that you have, and uh, our routers actually, our motors, sorry, our lifts actually can hold 25 different router motors right out of the box. So you don't, you can go to the store buy a lift, and you don't even have to worry if your lift's gonna or if your router's gonna fit because you just come home and it's gonna fit most likely. Um, so anyways, you just sort of clamp it in and uh, and do it that way. Where because we have that patent, there's a lot of other lifts out there that aren't able to do that. Um, we also have a threaded rod that allows it. Um, just to ride up and down nice and smooth. Um, there's some other motors or some other lifts on the market that have to have a chain that drives it um, or a four post option. So um, you're not going to have that nice smooth ability that you're going to have with one of our lifts. And it's all because of the different patents and stuff that we have on it. That's the nice thing about it. you get it to market faster. You get those options to be able to patent things. So With that unique lift ability without the chain system, do you find that that type of system on a router lift helps dial in an exact measurement better or is it not real does it really not matter no it definitely does um i mean we have our anti-backlash nuts and we have our carriage nuts so these are our brass components that ride on a steel shaft and uh so you're not going to have the lift fall back down um you can sort of just turn the dial um, with the crank handle and get it to the exact measurement you want once it's there you just lock the lock or lock the lift in place 
and that motor's not going anywhere. So you need to dial it a little bit more or a full revolution. It just it makes it that much easier. I'm not exactly sure how accurate the uh, the four posts or the chain run driven ones are. Um, I just know that ours, I mean, we, we design these, we, we build tens of thousands of these a year. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're pretty, pretty awesome at uh, making a router lift. So I want to dive into some lift options and, you know, kit options that Jessam offers. But while we're talking about the lift specifically, you guys offer a, a master lift XL two. And can you just explain to people what that is and how that differs from, uh, the other model that you guys carry? Yeah. So we, uh, the Masterlift Excel, um, it's basically underneath the actual table is the exact same as a Masterlift. You still have the, climp- the clamping blocks you still have um, that it can hold all the different router motors. But the thing that differentiates it is um, we do have a gearbox built in that sort of has a crank handle on the side and a locking mechanism. Um, so a lot of people will like to have this sort of the digital readout that's sitting there and you get it all built into a tabletop. Um, so you don't have that insert plate. You don't have to drop it in. Uh, you just sort of mount it to the bottom of it. So um it's still as accurate as a master lift, but you, it, it's nice to have it all sort of one uniform look instead of having um, sort of a tabletop and then having a plate uh, that gets dropped in. Um, there's really no added um, bonus except for it just a lot of people just like having that additional um, uh, gearbox and stuff inside, inside so that it just makes it nice and smooth as it's riding up and down. Once you have it unlocked, there's a little lock uh, lever on the right-hand side next to the uh, handle wheel, and then you just sort of lock it in place. So, um, I mean, it's it's sort of a, a customer's preference. I mean, obviously, uh, um, the XL is our is our bread and butter. It's it's the most beautiful lift on the market. Um, but obviously, if someone's on a budget or doesn't really need feel they don't they need the XL, then the master lift will do exactly the same thing that they want as it is the exact same lift. So, yeah, and the master uh, lift XL has the entire tabletop kind of already there. Like it's a complete system, like you were saying. Exactly, yeah. So it's all built right into the actual tabletop. So you get you get the tabletop and you get the lift without even really thinking about it or worrying about it. So, And then I said your other lift before because I couldn't remember the name, but that's the Route R, Route R Lift <laughs> too. Um, yeah. What's the, what's the primary difference between the Master and the Route R? Yeah, so the uh, the router lift, um, it comes in five different models. So you have the main one that's for the Porter Cable, uh, 690, 890. You have it for the DeWalt, uh, 616, 618. Um, so all those are three and a quarter or three and a half horsepower router motors. So we they're, they're smaller routers, right? So the router lift is more for um, customers that are, are going to be working on sort of like MDF and things like that. Um, when you start going into your, your harder woods, um, you're going to obviously want the big Porter Cable 7518 or the big Milwaukee. Um, that way it makes your cuts and everything a lot better. But the nice thing about the router lift is the majority of guys are going to be working on softer lumber, softer wood. The difference really is uh, because we have five different models, you'd have to buy the router lift based off of the motor that you have. So uh, we make one for Makita, one for Milwaukee, one for Attache, and one for Rigid. Um, and then obviously the main one, which uh, works with your Craftsman brand, obviously, and then the Porter Cable and DeWalt and stuff that I mentioned earlier. The difference really is it's just machine components. Um, we just don't anodize them. So it's all sort of the exact same basis as the Masterlift. Um, we're, uh, we're just not sending them down for anodizing. 
Um, it's still a, 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 like a steel threaded rod that we turn here. Um, you're still having sh uh, the steel shafts that we have. Um, it's just then on a phenolic plate instead of uh, an aluminum plate as well. So um, we just try to create a lift that was more for the general public, someone who is getting into woodworking, someone who's working on different um, softer woods and stuff and doesn't need that big router motor, then that's sort of perfect. Now, you guys also offer the Router Lift Prestige for plunge-based routers. Why would someone want a plunge-based option for a router lift? This might be a really stupid question. I just don't I don't understand. Maybe plunge-based because you don't want to take the plunge part off, or I don't know. Is, is, that a, is this a stupid question? No, no, it's not a stupid question. I mean, mostly, uh, it's actually, we've, we've had this, mar this one on the market, actually, in Europe. Um, over in Europe, actually, plunge-based routers are pretty much the only thing they have over there. Mm. Um, there's really no fixed-based routers in Europe. Um, and well, overseas anywhere. Um, so we created this lift probably about, I want to say seven or eight years ago, sort of when I started the I started with the company. Yeah, so I mean, it's been huge and popular over in Europe and uh, and over in Korea or Australia and stuff. It's just because they don't have uh, they don't have it. But um, because Festool is becoming so popular here in uh, in North America, and uh, there are some other brands that that are good. Um, we just figured why not introduce an imperial version and. We have both. I mean, we sell more metric than we sell Imperial um, because of the European market. But, I mean, it, it's sort of picking up and, I mean, it gives different guys options, right? If you're going to spend $300 on a best tool router, you may not want to buy another one or another router motor, right? So you just buy a lift and then you can utilize it for however you want. So Yeah, I knew that was a stupid question because once you started explaining it, like, I got it. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, uh, I didn't get it at first, but I totally get it now. Yeah, I mean... I would hate, I'm lucky because I just uh, have a permanent dedicated router for my uh, router table, but a lot of people don't, and you got to mm -hmm. be able to swap them out. Okay, so I don't know if it's obvious to everybody, but you guys have options for router table packages, uh, different components. You can basically customize your Jessam router table setup to your, to your needs. Let's talk a little about some of the package options you guys have for your router tables so with our different packages um previously we offered a lot of feather boards um with our router lifts and stuff um but now what we're doing is we're trying to we're not phasing out the feather boards they're still a good product we're still keeping it in-house but um we invented these things called the uh, clear-cut stock guides for the router table and um i mean what it is is it sits uh, situates uh, there are two rollers that situated themselves on five degrees so as you're pushing your stock in it actually pushes it to the fence and holds it against the router bit applies pressure to the to the stock to the table and as you're doing your cuts and stuff it's just they're nice perfect cuts you're not going to get any burning no issues it's just it's sort of a no-brainer so that's why i mean like i said we're, we're not getting rid of feather boards or anything i think they're still a useful product but these stock guides are sort of i mean we we can't even keep these on the shelves um we're just selling them like crazy and so we figured that's probably the best option to uh to sell with our packages rather than uh, than feather boards now do you guys offer um multiple fence options for your router tables uh we do actually and that's actually something that we need to uh to address on our website um so now that we have our master fence three um, we're going to be doing some new photos and getting some new packages up there. Um, like I said, the, the, the master fence three launches tomorrow. So, um, we're going to probably have our new packages available on uh, Monday. Yeah. And that's then, uh, obviously, obviously our TA fence, which is our really high end fence. Um, and that, that thing is a work of art. 
um, and absolutely dead accurate within two thou across the entire fence, which we get it. It's all extrusion, but I mean, extrusion can be anywhere from five to 10 thou out as it just depends on how the extruder is, right? So um, for us to get it machined down to within two thou across the entire fence, I mean, that's, you can't get much more accurate like that in the woodworking industry. Yeah, I mean, my whole concept of getting a router table set up was to get more accurate cuts and be a little bit more precise in what I'm doing. And I'll be the first to admit, I don't really know a ton about router table setups or the lifts or anything. So that's why I really wanted to have you guys come on because I think there's a lot of people out there that might be a little intimidated at first to jump into something like this. But ever since I've gotten it, it's just like any other tool. You play with it a little bit. You adjust. You watch some videos. You listen to Grain Knockers and uh, Jamie and Justin, and you dive in and you uh, you just learn as you go. I mean, the guides that you're talking about, I've seen. I see, I just from using my setup for a little bit, I can see a ton of use on my fence <laughs> with those. It's like, it's just one of those things that keeps things where they're supposed to be. And keeps yeah. you safe. It's like it's like a double-edged sword of uh, greatness because safety and accuracy uh, seem to go hand-in-hand hand with, a, with a lot of what you guys do and come out with. Other notable Jessam innovations include and uh, are not limited to the clear-cut table saw stock guides and the Miter XL2, which you guys just came out with. Can you just... Yep. Can you talk a, a little bit about each and, uh, you know, why people should check those things out? Yeah, so the uh, the table saw stock guides, um, I mean, those actually, I, I can't even tell you how many we sell of those. And, I mean, it seems like every single time we look on social media, someone's got them, someone's excited to get them, and they're putting them on their unit and stuff. And, like, you see so many photos and stuff and so many videos, which is absolutely amazing. I mean, we went from a few years ago selling, I don't know, 2,000 of them, and now we're up over 5,000 probably per year on these things, um, which is just amazing. But the the real benefit and the bonus of this is with a table saw, it prevents kickback. I mean, it's sort of a no-brainer. As you're doing your cuts, you can literally push it in once it's under both rollers, walk around your table saw and pull it from the other end, and it's not going to fire off while you're doing all that. So it keeps your hands away from the blade. So if you happen to not be able to afford a saw stop table saw and you, you, you sort of want the best and the nice cuts, I mean, you just add our stock guides on it and you're still going to get perfect cuts and equal cuts to what someone who has a saw stop place. So, okay, so um, on that, I'm sorry to cut you off. That's not a proper way to do fine. an interview at all. How does it keep it? How does how does it keep it from kicking back? Can you explain how it actually works? Yeah, so we uh, so we have these on spring pressure. Um, so when we designed these up, uh, we we created them so they're obviously the same as little router table stock guides on a five degree angle. Um, but there's a they're on a spring pressure mechanism. So um, as you push your wood through, it actually will apply pressure to keep the stock down and into the fence. So um, once it's under both rollers, you can pull. Say like you're, like I'm 190 pounds. If I pull on it, I'm not even pulling that board out. Like it's not going anywhere. Uh, we went through about 10 different types of springs um, to just kind of figure out which is the best. Um, now a lot of people have the issue like, well, I have a Beesmeyer style fence and it's not being held down on the opposite side. Will will my fence raise? And it, that the answer is no because um, we did do the tests to go through on the different spring pressures and figure out what's going to keep it the best pressure down on the table, but also make sure your fence isn't going to pull up. So um, that's really how it how it is, is just 
as soon as you get your stock under there, and if you ever watch videos, it'll raise the stock guides up. But that's just because it's applying pressure, and uh, and it just keeps it nice and safe. Keep your hand away from the blade. So there's also the one-way uh, wheel bearing. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, we. Do. <laughs> that's the that's the most important <laughs> thing right there. Uh, yeah, so it's a one-way roller bearing as well. Um, see, that's why we hired Jamie to, to correct me on uh, good job, Jamie. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the one-way roller bearing is really important as well. So uh, the rollers can only go one directional. Um, so once it's under there and the arms are pressed down, um, there's no way for it to be come back the opposite direction. Yeah, you yeah. guys, you guys were nice enough to send me these, and I um, it just happened to be the same time I bills bought. in the mail, by the way. Yeah, oh, bills, yeah, the bills in the mail. <laughs> it was right around the time uh, I got my saw stop, and the last thing that you want to do when you buy a saw stop. Is drill holes in it? Okay, <laughs> so yeah. um, it was intimidating. We understand that. It was very intimidating to put these on. I have to say, the, here are two things that immediately after I installed and used it, I noticed. Well, I'm gonna say three. The first one is it works really good. Like it does suck the material up against the fence. It rolls yeah. it right up against the fence, holds it where it's supposed to be, and uh, that's awesome. That's you know kind of the point. The second thing was the look. Okay, Pete was a, a, a co-host on this show a while ago, and something he said about SawStop was it's probably the sexiest looking tool, right? I can honestly yeah. say the same thing about a lot of the Jessam stuff because the way it's machined and the way uh, the color schemes go together and when you hold it in your hand, you can feel the density of it. It just screams quality. So those are some things that I first noticed right away. But the one thing that I love the most, and I don't think people on Instagram emphasize enough, is the storability. Even though this thing is installed on top of your fence, you can push it on top of itself, and the fence is completely clear of the guides. Yeah, yeah. And we, we've actually seen uh, other people on social media um, being nervous about drilling into their fence. And uh, I think it's a common thing, but we've also seen other people kind of make these like wood templates that they can actually just like add on uh, with mag switches and you can put them on, put them off. So there is options. Yeah, there's uh, there's one guy that we know, uh, his name's Dave Stanton. Um, he's down in Australia. He actually did an amazing video on uh, on building and uh, sort of a, a jig that these would sit on and then he would actually mount it onto uh, his fence with using the saw stop. Um, so anybody wants to check out uh, his YouTube, it's Dave Stanton. Just type in Jessam TS Stock Guides. And um, that way then you can put it on your table saw and not actually have to drill in. So probably should have told you that, Bill, that there's other options, but <laughs> uh, I mean, it's in there now, so you're, you're good. So not going anywhere. Yeah. I can't admit if I regret it at this point, it's too late, but um, I probably I'm never going to take those off. To be honest, I really do like them. I, I see the purpose and anytime you can add safety, even on top of one of the safest saws in the world, I'll do yeah. it. I mean, I'm a dad. Okay. We're, we're guys. We, we could be stupid sometimes and, you know, mm -hmm. watch the football game while we're trying to cross cut something. And I don't know, maybe it's just me. All right. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about something else that, uh, I got in my shop and that's something that is relatively new from you guys. I don't know the exact date, but it is the Mitre XL2. Talk a little bit about it, and then I'll give you some of my thoughts after using it a couple times. Yeah, so the uh, the Mitre XL2, actually, um, we actually came out with the Mitre XL 14, 15 years ago. 
Um, roughly probably around uh, 2008, um, probably a little bit before 2008, we had a miter gauge as well. Um, and uh, I mean, 2008 wasn't really a good year for our company, uh, just because of the economy and stuff. Uh, we had moved from from Canada down to the U.S. and, uh, and a couple of years later, obviously the economy collapsed, so we had to come back. So. Um, there was a few products we had to discontinue and that was one of them. Um, the sliding table was another, um, that, uh, is really important. I really big that a lot of people wish they still had and that we still had come out and, uh, we're still looking at uh, bringing it back. Um, so I mean, I sort of look for that maybe in the next couple of years or whatever. Um, cause there is still a huge market for that, but getting back to the miter gauge. Um, so obviously with this one, we wanted to have sort of a, um, a spring pin, um, that's sort of you loosen off the knob and you pull the pin out. You can rotate it to the degree that you want, lock the pin back in place, and then tighten the knob, and you get your cuts and stuff that way. Um, the steel bar, we actually had a cold rolled in Sheffield, England. Um, so we had all the material done for us in England and uh, brought over by ship, and then we did the final machining and stuff here. So we didn't really spare um, any expense on on the design, the product, the quality, um, this thing is, it's built like a tank. It's, it's very heavy and beefy. Um, it's something that once you have it in your wood shop, it's, it's beautiful to have, but I mean, it's going to last forever. So you can pass it through generations. Like your, that's something we want to do with all our tools is, is have it so that your, your kids can have it, their, their kids could have it and so on and so forth. So we don't really make anything that's going to be something that's you're going to need and yeah, something that needs to be replaced anytime soon. So um, we're really proud of this one. It's it's a beautiful product for us. Oftentimes, um, builders, makers uh, like things that are overkill. And I don't mean this in a bad way, but the handle on this thing, my first impression was, holy crap. Like, this thing is <laughs> awesome. The way that you guys milled it, I don't know what it's called. I'm sorry. It's like a cross-etched mill for the handle. The thing is gigantic. It's heavy. And again, it's black. Um, on that uh, metal look with the red gesim writing. It's a beautiful tool. And I, to be honest, I had just gotten a couple months prior to getting this, the Incra 5000, which is a huge, you know, uh, board-based cross-cut, you know, sled. But the beautiful thing about the, the Miter XL is that it you don't have to take it off of the table saw and install it every time it just slides out and in you can grab it you can easily store mm -hmm. it it's it's a really accessible well-made tool that can do the same thing an incra 5000 can um the beautiful part about it is how you guys incorporated the extension within the fence can you talk a little bit about that yeah so i mean there's there's just it, I mean, just have the extension. I mean, there's a pin that uh, we have sort of as we're assembling them, we have to we have to put the pin in so that it can be pulled out, um, but not go beyond its limits. It can allow the fence to go uh, 36 inches out, and then we have that stop there as well. So I mean, we, we that's the thing is when we we design products, it takes us, I mean, six months to a year, or whatever, to get it all exact and perfect. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of prototypes we have for all our different products, but I mean. We're, we're sort of ultimately looking at the, the end user and, and a product that's going to sort of last forever. So like I said, we don't spare any expense when it comes to trying to figure out what's going to be the best, sort of taking into consideration all the different types of woodworkers out there, what they're going to expect, what they're going to want. I mean, if a customer is going to spend $300 on a, on a product like this, they may have some worry because, I mean, $300 for a lot of people is, is a lot of money. And But, I mean, once they get it in their house and they, they see or their wood shops and they, they see the useful out of this, 
it uh, it sort of becomes so it was only three hundred dollars. This is worth more than that. So yeah, it's it's just like I said about the uh, stock guides. When you when you have it in your hand and you feel it, it's so much different. Many times I go to a store and I pick up a product, and it feels kind of light. And I'm you, you know that feeling when you pick something up light and you're kind of like ah. Like I'm just, yep. I'm disappointed. Like this is like junk. But when you pick up both of your tools, and I'm sure this is across the board with you guys, you know, based on my experience, is that you feel the quality, you feel it exactly, and then and then you see it, and then you you know you brought up. I just read something on your uh, website, like the guide bar made of custom rolled steel from Sheffield, like you just said in England. Assembled with 34 Swiss turned stainless steel parts and laser engraved for accuracy on our fiber yeah, laser we, system. We go a little bit overboard. I mean, you really <laughs> sold me. I mean, that, just reading it, it's, you have to check it out. I mean, as far as uh, cutting with this tool goes, why why do why should woodworkers you know consider getting one of these? What's the biggest selling point? Honestly, just just having it. Um, I mean, the selling feature is sort of you have to use it to. I mean, people want, like you said, to have something solid in their hands, to have something that you could be proud to have and to own. And, and you want something that when you use it, you're like, wow, this is this is awesome. This is cool. And that's this is one of those products that um, I know it's a it's a higher price point. But I mean, to, you're going to use this so many times in your wood shop on your project. So uh, why not buy something that will last forever? Why not buy the best? And and just give yourself that that nice ability to have something like this in your shop. So yeah, this has definitely been one of our more popular products on social media as well. Uh, we've seen a lot of people posting uh, setup videos and, and videos using them. Um, one that comes to mind is uh, Tools Today. Uh, they did a great setup video for this. So if anybody's interested, um, check that out. Hey, I would really like you guys to mention uh, this one guy I know. His name's William Patrick Customs. He did like <laughs> he did like some killer stories on putting this thing together. It's really informative. Who's, who's William? We know a Bill. But it, yeah. <laughs> I must be in you know trouble. It's gone. No, your, your, your photos have been awesome, Bill. Yeah, you know, for me, everybody kind of Instagrams different, and I I just kind of post my day and show. I try to take good pictures. I have no background in photography at all, but I. I know what looks good and what kind of sucks, so I try. Yeah, as long as you're having fun too, right? Right. So uh, you got to realize too, like you're a woodworker, you're not a photographer. So <laughs> right, you, I'd rather see beautiful projects from you and different cuts and stuff than see these artsy, beautiful photos and stuff, right? So I mean, taking a photo of just a quick project of you're doing, I mean that that's what people want to see. Yeah, because there's going to be more of you than there are photographers out there, right? So you know what's um, kind of hard though. And this is just the balance of running like a page, not running a page. I, I hate I hate saying that, and I don't know why. Like I'll just say it, running a page. Damn it! Um, <laughs> is, that, is that I want it to be as realistic as possible? But there's nothing realistic about woodworking where you stop, you set your camera up, and then you kind of stick your ass out a little bit, and you look back at the yeah. camera, and you're like, "Look at this cross cut." You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that's not natural. And plus, I can no, never, no, it isn't. So, so it's hard. I mean, that, that's, it's hard that's for the thing. me. It'd be better just to see your your cuts, right? I mean, you can glue a camera to your head and just have it take <laughs> millions of shots as you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, get the GoPro out. Now we're talking. I have strapped a GoPro to my head, and then the FedEx guy rolled up in the driveway, and I looked up, and he kind of looked at me weird. So I was like, "I'm not doing that again." <laughs> <laughs> it was just awkward. Well, it's better than if you were striking a pose or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> striking a pose doing a cross cut, right? Yeah, you're exactly <laughs> you right. You'd rather have a GoPro on my head than that. He would have. He would have definitely been dropping my packages off next door. 
Um, so you guys have a bunch of products. You're coming out with new products. Is there anything, you know, kind of a last uh, message you want to send to Grain Knocker people besides, you know, go check out, you know, Jessam on Instagram, follow them. A lot of exciting stuff coming. New product is coming out tomorrow from record time. So by the time this comes out, it'll be out. Go check it out. What What do you guys want to tell people, you know, they should do if they're interested in Jessam? All I can, all I can say is honestly, come to our website, check out our products. And I mean, if you need to put them in your hands, go on our website to our dealer locator um, we got hundreds of dealers across uh, North America. Uh, we got dealers all over sort of the world. Um, they carry a lot of the different products. So if you need to go to their locations, go to their stores, put it in your hand and see how it, how it's actually going to feel. Um, I say just throw it down on your credit card and, and buy it from one of these people. And then hopefully <laughs> it, when it comes, um, it'll be, uh, it'll be up to your standards. I swear we, we, we make products that are going to last a lifetime and that are high quality. So another thing, uh, don't be, if you have questions, if you're on our website and if you have questions about any of our products, feel free to give us a call. Um, we pride ourselves on having a great customer service department. Um, they're on the phone all the time talking to people. So don't, don't hesitate to call. Yeah. yeah you can got- even send us uh, Facebook private messages, Instagram private messages. If you ever have questions, and um, who, and it that- comes to my Blackberry and I usually sit on my phone at, I don't know, two o'clock in the morning when my son's running around because he can't sleep and uh, <laughs> answering different people's posts and stuff. So, um, and then Jamie, that's what he does during the day is he sends replies and comments to different people's questions. So, so Jamie, um, you're the one that's going to answer the questions, or Justin too. You guys are both answering questions. Depends what time. type of day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. depends <laughs> on what time of day. But Do you guys during have business hours? Jamie, after hours, probably me. Yeah. You guys like tag team each other? Like at five o'clock, do you text each other and be like, "All right, man, you're in." Yeah, yeah, five o'clock. I'm out. Justin's taking over. It's sort of it's sort of a race, and Jamie comes in the next morning. He's like, "Did you reply to that guy last night?" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I did at like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Well, I was gonna ask my last question before we get into the real um, nitty gritty of the show uh, was going to be how can end users, woodworkers, lean on Jessam for product knowledge and warranty information? So we already touched on uh, the product knowledge part. You guys just reach out; they're there at three in the morning, apparently. <laughs> But warranty information. I can't ship anything, but I can answer your questions. Yeah, right. <laughs> what about what about warranty with uh, some of this stuff? Is it standard across yeah. the board, or is it per tool? No, it's uh, across the board. I mean, we 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 pride ourselves and 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 uh, on our products, and we we want something that's going to last someone a lifetime. And if you have any issues, just obviously reach out to us. It's best if you can sort of reach out to us and have proof of purchase, so we know that you actually bought it from someone and not at a garage sale or whatever. Um, but I mean, it's a one-year manufacturer's warranty. But I mean, obviously, if there's an issue and it was based off of like our machining and stuff, and a couple of years go by, then we're obviously going to address it. Like we're never going to push someone away or we'll get someone taken care of, whether we have to make you a new part or whatever and send it out to you. Um, I mean, we even carry parts from our very first lifts 22 years ago. So not many manufacturers can say they have all the replacement parts from the very first products you ever made, but we definitely have them and we can make them still. So how many, I was just thinking like, just only because I have the two things so far. I think my Jessam collection will grow, honestly. I, I really enjoy it. How many items gotta, a year? You just got to send that emoji, right? That smile emoji? <laughs> yeah. Wink. Here's my, <laughs> here's my address. Did I tell you yeah, how many my followers I had? I'm uh, doing crosscuts in my garage posing. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a text from me at 3 in the morning with that picture, I would fully expect you to unfollow me, maybe even throw a block up. <laughs> yeah, um, no, probably will. So how many how many uh, warranty claims do you guys think you get a year? It can't be much. Like I can't I can't just foresee 
anything going wrong with these things majorly? Like, is it is it minute? Is it little? Yeah, it's actually very small. Um, mostly just different. Uh, either someone someone ran their uh, Excel fence into the in the the blade. <laughs> um, little things that mostly uh, customers sort of made a little accident or whatever in the wood shop is always sort of face. I mean, we get uh, say there's a couple screws and stuff missing in the bags and stuff. Yeah. Um, obviously things like that. I mean, we we count out the screws individually out here, so. Um, when someone's counting out a couple hundred bags, I mean, they tend to fall asleep at times and the odd screw or two miss it. Right. Um, so, I mean, little things like that. I mean, there's been, there's honestly no serious claims ever, um, that any, that we can even remember. So very cool. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're not following on Instagram, make sure you go to Jessam on Instagram and follow them because they do often show daily on their stories, even sometimes on their feed action in the shop. I mean, you guys go walk in the shop and you show people building the product and that's cool. It's cool to see that inside look. Yeah, that's something we started doing recently. I think uh, people are interested in seeing how the tools are actually made, seeing the kind of machines that we use and uh, yeah, we've got a good response. Okay, Jamie's so, gonna take his Jamie's gonna take his next step and he's gonna start doing some videos. Yeah, oh. that's what we're that's one so. project for 2020 is actually we've been doing a lot of photos for social media, um, and the website, but we're gonna kind of cross over to video and uh, do some cool edits. Yeah, so, so going back to goals for Jessam in 2020, yeah. Jamie's gonna do some videos for us. So yeah, it's all we should have a lot circle. better video content for all our products, and um, that's one thing we lack is uh, sort of our YouTube presence. So. Um, we're going to be working on that. We've, uh, we've invested some, some good money into some good equipment and stuff. And now we just got to find the, the time and, and get, uh, things rolling on, uh, on videos and stuff. Cause I think that's important. Um, if people can't make it out to a store where they want to be able to see it in action and, uh, learn about it through the video. So that's, that's our next step for, uh, 2020. Very cool. Yeah. You need your own little, like, uh, just some studio, some lighting. We actually have a really nice wood shop. Oh, um, you, well, there you go. And, uh, yeah. So. On this on this new fence, actually, we we cut and or we joined and planed and uh, machined every single one of the fence spaces that go on these. So and laser engraved and then laser engraves all in our wood shop. So I mean, we have guys here that know woodworking and that they're they're doing the different pieces and stuff. So uh, we're set to make I don't know four thousand fence faces a year, um, just joining and planing. So it's going to be just a project on its own. But I mean, we have this beautiful wood shop, so we might as well utilize it. So yeah, that's cool, guys. Thank you for you know for spreading some information. I know that I kind of simplify some things and break. I I just want to break it down for a wide variety of people. I don't want people who know nothing about any of this to feel like they can't listen in. So thank you for tolerating the simplicity. And um, I know there's a lot more that could be said with all of this. So I just want to say thank you for that. Now, uh, this part of the podcast, we get a little bit more into some serious stuff. This is called the yes or no question portion of the podcast, and uh, you can only answer with a yes or a no. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yes. The first. <laughs> see, you're doing great. Um, <laughs> the first. Ask the first question. The first question is uh, something we've already answered, so this shouldn't be hard. Question number one: Yes or no? Will Jessam come out with a new tool product in 2020? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. Multiple. Uh, I can't, I can't even say multiple because... I promise, yes, yes? I promise myself if it was written down, I would read it. So I have to do it. Um, all right, second um, yes or no question. Does Jessam have locations 
in the United States? Yes. Ooh, top secret. All right, question number. You want me to elaborate on that? <laughs> nope. It's right. yes or no. You're breaking the rules. Yes or no. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> yes or no. Question number three. Jessam is always looking to advance woodworkers' experience with better tool options. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. I hope so, because that would be <laughs> that'd be real weird if you said no. Okay. The next portion, things get a little, you know, riled up here. This is one-word answers, so. You can only answer in one word. Pretty self-explanatory, right? Okay. One word. Question number one, Jamie, social media marketing manager. Justin, sales and marketing director. Question number one, one word answers. One word to describe the Jessam office. Jamie, go first. Fun. <laughs> Fun? Okay. I'm trying to think of my word. I wish I had... I guess it depends what position you're in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need some, like... Uh, background music for this like boo new 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 okay so fun See, it, it can also be serious fun and serious and so serious Jamie's fun, okay. i'm serious yeah there you go there we go Jamie's okay. fun, i'm serious that's, that's respectful okay one word answers uh question number two one word to describe jessam's workspace or as you said workshop beautiful Ooh. i would agree that's not one that's not one word <laughs> agree <laughs> <laughs> Okay, question number three, one word answers, Jamie and Justin, Jessam Tool. Um, one word to describe working for Jessam Tool. Experience. Come on, Jamie, you got to come up with something. Yeah, I don't um, I would say inspiring. Inspiring. I don't know, I'm still, I'm still learning a lot, and, uh, you know, everything I see every day, I'm still really inspired um, to do my job, and I'm having fun, so... Well, you just got a raise. That was perfect answer. Well, his, his three-month three uh, interview is coming up, so that's yeah. a good answer. <laughs> All right, question number four. If you were a Jessam tool, what Jessam tool would you be? <laughs> this is not a one-word one answer question. It can't be a one-word because we got multiple different words, but um, clear-cut TS stock guides. All right. Because someone cross-cuts facing... The UPS driver. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm guessing that was Justin. Yeah. <clears throat> ja Jamie always needs a minute. Uh, Miter XL, too, because I'm beefy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. All right. This is this is one of the last questions, okay? And this I ask every single guest who's ever been on the podcast, and there's only one right answer, but many have messed up. Last question, uh, Jamie, social media marketing manager. Justin, sales and marketing director, Jessam Tool Company. Chicago pizza is better than New York pizza. Yes or no? New Haven, Connecticut pizza is better than Chicago or New York pizza. My family's originally from New Haven, Connecticut, so their, their pizza there is the best in the world. All right. And even the guy from Bar, Bar Tool or Bar Sports or something like that. Yeah. He uh, he did a he did a top place in the U.S. or whatever. New Haven, Connecticut, ranked top two in all of the U.S. for pizza. Okay, well I'm taking Justin off the Christmas mail list. <laughs> you were gonna send me pizza? Yeah. <laughs> Back on. Please, please do send pizza. <laughs> I enjoy all pizza. <laughs> no, but do you have compared to New York? I'm I'm sure the Connecticut's probably close, but compared to New York, where you have to fold it up, you know, you probably need a napkin and a letter from mom saying it's okay for you to eat this. Uh, is is New York? It's not. It can't be as good as Chicago. Chicago's the 
that's pizza. Okay, we'll give you that one, Bill. All right, thanks. This segment needed to end anyways. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Jamie, Justin, it's a pleasure to have met both of you. Uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Also, thank you for, thank you for uh, spreading a little knowledge to uh, some builders about how Jessam Tool Company can help their experience building their next project. If you want more information about Jessam Tool Company, um, listen to this episode again and tell a friend. But also follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, possibly YouTube coming up. And if you have any questions, you can either DM me or one of these guys and we'll help you out. Is there anything, any other way that these guys can find you? Uh, just Instagram and Facebook is the biggest yeah. for us. Just check out our... Uh Check out our, our website and then also go to the dealer locator and uh, head on into one of the stores or that are dealers and check out some of our products because once you see it and you have it in your hands, you're going you're gonna to obviously choose ours over anybody and else. So. Who, who are some of these dealers and stores that people would you know, have at their exposure to go and check out? Are we talking like Woodcraft, all these places? or Yeah. So our largest dealer is Woodcraft, but I mean we have stores in uh, we have like Stan Houston and Circle Saw and Acme, and we have uh, Focus Camera, which is sort of an online store. We have Lee Valley here in Canada. We have KMS here in Canada. We have Marson. We have Elite Tools, At- Atlas Machinery here in Canada. Um, so I mean there's there's tons of different dealers all over North America. So check us out. And uh, if you're listening to this from overseas, I mean we have dealers all over in France, Germany, Netherlands, UK. South Africa, Korea, Australia. So we're all over. So, I mean, our, our, our brand is growing, and that's what we're working hard to do is create good products and uh, create br- or building our brand. So we thank all the customers who bought our products and for everybody who's listening to this who hasn't bought a product and goes out and buys it soon. So, And we do our best on social media to always repost. So if anybody has uh, just uh, bought or received one of our tools, uh, feel free to tag us on social media, and uh, we will share. Yeah, I think it was good advice to go in uh, to a store and pick one up and feel it and see it in person because I uh, I was pleasantly surprised. It's a it's good stuff. Jamie, Justin, thank you uh, so much for coming on Gray Knockers. Thanks, Bill. thanks for having us, Bill. Super cool of Jamie and Justin to hop on the show with us today, season three, Gray Knockers, giving us an inside look uh, into Jessam, the company, and some of the quality tools that they do make. If you took one thing. Out of this episode, I would say go to a store, put it in your hand, and feel the quality. You really have to do it. Take my word, please. I don't know a lot, but this I'm really telling you, check it out. You're going to love it. Now, Jessam offered up a giveaway. The only way to know how to enter this giveaway is by following Gray Knockers on Instagram, at Gray Knockers. There'll be a post up once I post this episode. And that's where you'll find out how to enter. There is a bonus entry that is only going to be told right here on this episode. And the way to get your bonus is to share that post in a story or on your feed and make sure you tag me and uh, tag Jessam too. I'm sure they'll love to see it. So thanks for coming back for season three. There's a lot more to come. And uh, I wish I had some like clever way to do an outro on episodes. I'm still you know trying to figure that out. But for now... I'll say thanks for coming back right here on Grain Knockers.